Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, you're doing good? You ready to rock and roll? Because I'm going to light it up this morning. I am excited out of my mind. I had such a great time out in the Philippines for the last 10 days. And uh, oh man, it was amazing. All the things God did. I preached more in 10 days than I probably do in a whole year, I think. Because uh, I was preaching like four times a day, sometimes in jails and, and with uh, uh, police officers and military guys. And so I was all over the place preaching the word of God and having a good time. But uh, did you guys have a good time while I was gone? Wow. <laughs> so enthusiastic. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do with all that excitement. Goodness gracious. Um, I heard I heard that Pastor Chelsea preached an awesome message. Was that good? Yeah? Was it pretty awesome? Pastor Sarah rocked it last week. Okay, good. I, I heard so many good things about those messages. It was such a cool thing. Um, do I have some? You, did you bring your Bible today? Who brought their Bible today? I want to see them. Where are they at? Where are they at? We got a few of them. We got a few of them out there. Yeah? Oh, they're holding up the electronic Bible. Where's the electronic Bible? We got some of those. We got some of those people. Good, good. Well, awesome. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. And if if you saw my post from a couple nights ago, you already got a head start on the scripture. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, is where we're going to start. But yes, it was awesome. I, I got to be on a mission trip and 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 uh, we we did so many cool things. Uh, there was medical stuff going on ev- almost every day. They were serving anywhere from 800 to 1,400 people each day doing medical stuff. They were doing uh, different medical treatments. They were doing dental treatments, uh, optical, all these different things, and just thousands and thousands of people. And uh, so that was awesome. We also got to do some basketball ministry. So to take a bunch of uh, six foot seven dudes to uh, the Philippines. A lot of those people were like, oh my gosh, looking at these giants as they're playing basketball. They won all of their games, of course, um, against all the the Filipino teams. Uh, Some of them were close, though. Some of them were close. There were some teams that had a lot of heart. Um, But uh, all together, we got to share the gospel. And that was the best part, just seeing so many people give their lives to Jesus so many lives being impacted. I had fun with my Rubik's Cube um, with a lot of the kids when they were just sitting out there and they're like, hey, do you know how to use this? And I'd start playing with it and all of a sudden I'd have 10 to 12 kids around and showing them how to do the Rubik's Cube and, and they were showing me some of the games they were playing. It was really fun and, and uh, just had a, had a really, really good time and God blessed it in a big way. I hope some of you will come with me next time. Um, that'll be awesome. So we'll, we'll be going to Estonia and Philippines and Mexico and everywhere. So um, we will be a missions-driven church, which is what I'm going to talk about today, being on mission. Can you say to your neighbor, on mission? On mission. What is our mission, you ask? Thank you for asking with all that enthusiasm that you have today. Um, our mission is right here in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak to us. Holy Spirit, I feel you so strong, and I know that you want to unlock some things for us today. And so, Lord, we just give you full permission 
to get into the deepest, darkest, ugliest parts of our heart. Lord, to change and transform us into who you've called each of us to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So my first point for my note takers, do we have some note takers out there? Good. Uh, My first point is I have decided to be on mission. I have decided to be on mission. So if you're writing those notes in there, I've decided to be on mission. If anybody wants to follow along on the Bible app, it's in there too. I have all my notes in there. Make it simple. If you didn't realize this, but in the, in the Bible app events is also the lyrics to all of, our, all, all of our worship. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what the words are, especially when the screen wasn't working today and we couldn't put it up there. We're like, hey, we get to go inside. We get to have the screen. And then it didn't work. You got to love that. Uh, but uh, all the lyrics are in there for you and, and for every week. So you can always jump in there and get all the lyrics for the songs and all the notes and links and everything are in there too. So have you decided to be on mission? Pastor AJ has. I wonder if anyone else has. Have we decided to be on mission? Okay. This is going to be fun today. You know what? I might just like throw this, this pulpit and we'll just shatter it. Would that get people excited? Would that get you excited? I mean, I don't know what, what we need to do to get excited in here, but uh, I, I woke up at 2.30 this morning so excited to be here today that I could not go back to sleep. I, I was, I've just been wired all day. I have not had any caffeine at all. It's all Holy Spirit driven, and I'm ready to see God unleash on us today. Are you ready with me? Because it's going to happen. It's about to go down because I've decided to be on mission. You know you don't have to be on a missions trip to be on mission? You don't have to be on a missions trip to be on mission. I, I think a lot of us, ha- who, who's been on a missions trip before? Got a few people who've been on a, you're like on a, a constant living on a missions trip, right? Yeah. You've been on a missions trip before. You go into a missions trip with a specific kind of mindset, a specific thought process. It's this thought that whatever God needs me to do, here I am to do it, right? That's, that's the missions mindset, the missions thought process. And you know what happens a lot is when we come home, we lose that. Now, I got to be honest with you. Yesterday, I was going through like depression mode. Like I got back on Wednesday and, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out this sleep thing because they're, they're like a whole day behind you pretty much. And, and uh, I, I left on, uh, at 11 o'clock on, on Wednesday the 12th and I arrived at 10 o'clock on Wednesday the 12th. How is that possible with a 15-hour flight across the Pacific Ocean? But uh, it's exactly what happened. I, I woke up one day and I spent a whole day in the same hour. It was incredible. It was incredible. Some of our days feel like that, right? Amen. It's like, I just feel like an hour went by, but it was like a whole day. Um, it's exactly what happened to me. But in, in the missions mindset, I, every day I, I would fill my backpack. I'd fill my backpack with a big water bottle and, some, and a couple little water bottles because I knew I was going to run out of water in that one. And, and I put some sunblock and some DEET, right, because I didn't want to get eaten by mosquitoes out there because I want to come back healthy, right? Anybody with me on that? And I, I came prepared. I, I went out prepared every day. You know what? I, I didn't know if I would have access to Internet while I was out there. So, so I, I went and I prayed over six different messages, and I printed them all out, and I had them in my Bible just in case I had to preach anywhere I went. I was ready. I walked into a place, and they said, hey, do you have a, do you have a message on, on addiction? Because we're going to go talk to these addicts over here. I was like, yes, I do. I do have a message on addiction. Let's, let's talk about the prisons in your mind. Let's talk about breaking out of those things. And I started preaching on that. And then I, I went to go, and they, I, one of the guys said to one of the other pastors, hey, can you, can you preach a message on the full armor of God? And he's like, oh, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. And he says, Pastor Justin, do you have a message on the full armor of God? I said, yes, I do. 
I've got a message on the full armor of God printed out right here. I prayed over this last week saying, God, give me the messages that I'm going to need to preach this week. And he gave me that one. I'm ready to preach that right now. You see, sometimes there's just a, this mission readiness, being ready for whatever God wants to do. You have to choose to be on mission. You see, now, no offense to the pastor that wasn't prepared, but I know that God's going to use me when I get out there and I need to be ready. Now, there's, there's a lot of us that aren't prepared a lot of the times. I'll be honest with you. There's many times where, where I'm out and somebody says, what church do you go to? And I'm like, I don't, oh, no, I didn't bring any of my cards. Oh, you ever, ever had that happen? Like, they're like, oh, let, me, let me text it to you. Let me, you know, and it's like I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't prepared. That's why I put cards out there for you so you'll be prepared for next time, right? So we'll be ready. Oh. But you know what? We're on mission right now. We're on mission right now. You know what? My, my heart was so turned. I, like I said, I was in depression yesterday because I was realizing all the people that I got to serve for the last week and a half a lot of them were in poverty, right? A lot of them were struggling. Like when I say they're doing dental work, like when you and I think about dental work, what do they do? Put like caps in or, or some fillings? No. You know what dental work is over there? They rip the tooth out. So I, I can't tell you how many teeth I got to see ripped out in, in 10 days, but that was dental work. I, I need some dental work done, and I went over. I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to be with all these dentists this whole time. I'm going to ask them. Like, and then I was like, and then I watched them work the first day. I'm like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with, with, like, my broken tooth in there. We'll figure that stuff out later, right? And, and uh, it was like, oh, I don't want that thing to be ripped out this week. So, um, But, we, you know, our mission here might look a little different. You know, when, uh, when you're walking around out there, it's rare to see a restaurant. But there's tons of people cooking chicken on the side of the road. Like, and they've made this little makeshift thing, and that's their business, and they do it right outside of their little shack, their little house, and that's how they do their business. And, but it's, you have to go to the mall or somewhere specific to go to an actual restaurant. It's, it's more common to see all these other little shops, little tiny shops everywhere versus these big shops like we see here. When we think of, I'm going to go out to eat, we don't think I'm going to walk down the street to my neighbor's house, and he's going to be cooking in the driveway. And he's just going to sell me some chicken, right? It's just so odd to us to think that the world would be like that. But that's exactly how the world is over there. Then I get over here, and I'll be honest with you, I've only experienced this one other time when I got out of boot camp. When I got out of boot camp, I remember coming out of boot camp and going to the hotel with my parents because they, they come to, to celebrate. I know we get to celebrate a, a graduation here next week, and I'm so pumped about that that we got a, a new Marine, right, to go do that. But I remember getting out of boot camp and going to the hotel, and my dad was complaining about the bed because it was lumpy in the hotel. And I thought to myself, Dad, I just slept in the mud for two weeks like while we were doing the crucible because it was raining. It was January, and, and I slept in a puddle, and I figured out if I just stay still, the water around me would feel warm. But if I moved it all, then it felt cold again. So I just tried to stay still in the puddle. And then here's my dad telling me that the, that the bed is lumpy, and I'm like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> right? So that happened then, and then I came back to the United States, and I got to hear all the complaints of, what life and challenges and difficulties people are going through. And I thought to myself, wow, I feel it again, you poor thing. This guy's getting his teeth ripped out because he has no other way to get dental work done. And we're complaining about our commodities and our conveniences. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. And it's, it's it, you know why we do that? Because we're not on mission. 
You see, when you're on mission, you don't have things to complain about. You don't focus on those things. Those things become something in the background. You know, like when I, when I was going out and serving these people in the Philippines, it, it's hot here. Like, is it, can everybody agree that it's hot? Here? We're inside today because there's smoke outside and it's 106 degrees in the sun and 103 degrees in the shade. That's why we're in here today. But when I was out in the Philippines, I was preaching and it's not just hot there, it's humid. And so I sweat a lot here. Can you imagine? Like one, when I preached at this one church, the, the pastora, the, the, the lady there, her, she came up to me and gave me a hug and she's just, she kind of touched my back. She's like, ugh, are, are you okay? Because I sweat like a, a pig. It was, it was so bad, so sweaty, so nasty. But we're on mission. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? As sweaty and as nasty and as stinky as I was, I still got to see that woman's eye healed. I got to pray over that woman. Oh, my gosh. She can't understand me. I can't understand her. But her pastor tells me, yeah, she's, she's blind in one eye. And so I prayed over her that she would, she would be able to have her healing. And then she opened her eyes, and she wasn't sure. She's like, I... I I don't know. And he said, well, she, she says it's, it's partially healed, but she's not sure. And, and then I went to go and touch her eye, and she flinched and, and went back. It was, she didn't do that when I first prayed for her. I prayed for her. I put my hand over her. She let me pray for her. The second time, she was scared because I, she could actually see. And she thought I was going to poke her in the eye, right? <laughs> Come on, guys. Like this, and, but did I care about how stinky I was in that moment, how sweaty it was on that moment? Like, it's amazing how we can come and be like, oh my gosh, like, there's so many comfortable things in this world, I don't want something to be uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, but I, if I have a choice between what's comfortable and uncomfortable, I choose comfortable. How many of us are the same way, right? It's just the American way. We, we choose the comfortable way to do things. And now, I'm not, I, I had to pray a lot, because like I said, I, I came back and I heard some of the different things that people are going through, and, and I... I want to have compassion and I want to be loving, but also at, the, at that moment I'm sitting there going like, you pansy, are you with me? Like there was just this part of me that was like, oh my gosh, you whiny baby, right? And if that's you, it's you. Just own it, okay? It is what it is. But you know, it's me a lot of the times too when, when I'm sitting in different places and I want, I want something a certain way. But we have to realize we're on mission. Are we on mission? We're on mission. John 17 verse 18 says, just as, I sent, just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. This is Jesus talking. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Jesus praying for us. Are you ready? Verse 20. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Does that include you and me? Yes, it sure does. Verse 21, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. How do we know we're on mission? When we're one. If you're not one with the person next to you, then you're not on mission. Now that hurts, doesn't it? I know it does. They're like, I don't really like that person. They're kind of annoying. You know what? That's, that's the way the body works. There's a lot of annoying parts. 
I happen to be a very annoying part of, of the body, right? Because I get to be the one that comes in and preaches truth, and you get to either decide, you know what, that's me, and I'm going to live in it, and I'm going to walk through it, or you can decide, I don't like that guy because he told me the truth, and I just wanted him to tickle my ears for a little bit. We're, we can be a little bit annoying as, as people go, don't look at the person next to you that's annoying. Don't do that right now. That's, that's <laughs> not cool, okay? But I tell you what, we need to be one. If we're focused on mission, I'm not focused on your flaws. When we're, like, that woman did not care that how sweaty I was when she received her sight. The man whose leg was healed and got to jump three feet in the air, he did not care how sweaty and nasty I was. He didn't care that I couldn't speak Tagalog. He didn't care about any of that stuff. He just knew that God is moving and I want a miracle. Right? And when we start to look at our city through different eyes, we start to look at our situation through different eyes, our circumstances through different eyes, we're going to see our world through in a different way. We'll stop looking at it as, this is uncomfortable and I don't like it. Instead, we'll go, God, why did you call me here in this moment at this time? When it's hot, oh, it's hot. Yeah, okay, it's hot. What's God doing? That's my question. Right? Oh, that my, my boss is annoying. Oh, that's great. What's God doing? What's he, what's he up to right now? Why did he put you in this situation? Because I, my guess is that you're on mission, and if you, we spend too much time complaining about the mission, the mission will never get done. Is anybody with me? Oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can do this today. I, I want to give myself enough time to pray for people today because I want to break some strongholds off of people today. That's my intention. Like, I came back realizing that I had so many more strongholds than I realized. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real with you for a minute. Can I get real with you? Is that okay? I'm going to tell you that the last couple of years have been a huge struggle for me. I've dealt with so many people and so many negative things and so, many, so much stuff that comes my way. I've gotten quiet because of it. I've gotten quiet because of it. I just got to where I'm, you know, I'll just do my ch church thing. I'll do my pastoring thing. And, and I lost my passion in a lot of ways. I lost that heart to go and reach the city. I, I, it wasn't until I got back from this trip to, I, I, I just sit in tears thinking about people that are struggling right across the street. They look like they're doing good because they got a boat and a house and a car that they're making payments on. But they're stressed out of their mind and they're, they're, they're dousing it down with alcohol and, and, and using pornography in other ways just to be able to get through the day to feel good about themselves. This is the world we're living in. And where did I lose my passion? I lost my passion in everyone's opinions. I had so many people's opinions of how I should do things and how I should be like this and how you should do these things. And you know what? That's not a good church. You shouldn't go to that church because they have, they have bad leadership and they have these things. It's like I've heard so much crap over the last two years that I've allowed myself to, to sit down on the ground and just keep, keep getting stepped on. And you know what? And then I'd go to post something online and then I'd think about that's going to hurt that person's feelings and they're going to think I'm just directing it towards them. And then they're going to go and tell everybody that I'm a big jerk and I'm a meanie. And then, so you know what? I'm just not going to post that. Even though I thought it would in be inspiring and be helpful to somebody, I just didn't do it because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I didn't want them to talk bad about me. Are you with me? Can I just be real? Like if, if we can figure out that that's what the devil wants to do to each of us is to get us off mission. If you're so worried about what everyone's going to say, what they're going to think, you stop seeking God and you stop going after the mission and you just sit down. Stand up. Amen. Jesus was praying for us. He wasn't just praying for his 12 disciples. He was praying for you and me. He's praying for you and me that we would be one. That we'd all be on mission.
that we'd all be focused on that, that we could shut out the distractions. Can I tell you the, the year that we were under all the COVID stuff was probably the best year of ministry of my life because there was so little distraction. There was no baseball. There was no football. There, even TV shows and movies weren't being made because of COVID. So everyone was focused on God. They needed something to focus on, so they went and focused on God. And I, I just wish that God wasn't the last resort. I wish it wasn't entertainment first and God second. It's, and I'm just as guilty as anybody. I have my, my Netflix shows. I have my, my movies that I like to see, right? I, I, even in the Philippines, I went to the movies twice, right? I was like, those are my day off. I'm going to go sit in the movies, and I don't even care what's playing, whatever. Like, we'll just watch whatever's going to be on there. It didn't matter to me. Sometimes you just need to chill. And I, I don't, don't get me wrong, but if chill is all you have, that's, I mean, oh, but I'm tired from work. Your work isn't your mission. The mission, God has a mission for us, and it's go to make disciples. And if your work isn't that, then your work isn't your mission. Your work is your job that pays the bills so that you can go out and do what God asked you to do. So if you're too tired from your work, you've got to fix your mindset so the work fuels you to go do what God called you to do. Are you with me? It's so much more than that. Oh, goodness. I hope I'm, I hope I'm doing okay this morning. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, but it made me look at it differently through this mindset. Matthew 6, and 34 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Verse 34, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Remember I told you I, I printed out those six messages? Well, I got asked to preach at a pastor's conference. And I said, yeah, I've, I've got a message for that. And he didn't tell me that it was supposed to be on a specific verse. So I didn't know that part. So I, I woke up that morning, and, and it was all on this, this one scripture, this one area, and they broke it up, this whole pastor's conference, like three different sections of this scripture. And uh, I, I got up that morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to preach today. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And, and uh, one of the other guys goes, hey, did you, did you write your message on this scripture? And I said, no. What do you mean? He's like, you know you're supposed to do it in a specific theme. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you're preaching in like an hour and a half. Like, you, you, you better be ready. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so we got on the bus, and we, we went over to the church to get ready to do the thing. And, and as, I, as I got in there, I kind of went and grabbed my notes real quick. I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to see if I can squeeze this scripture in here somewhere. <laughs> like, how am I going to make this work? And then I looked in my notes. I'm like, holy crap, it's already in there. Nobody even told me, and that scripture was already in my notes. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that it was already there. And sweep it under the rug, you know. <laughs> like, and she's absolutely right. But like, if if we focus on the mission, if if we get everybody focused on the mission, you know what? Then we're not worried about all those things. Yeah. We're not worried about all those other little things. We don't we don't worry about how this person has a tussle with that person, and we got to figure this stuff out. And and like, oh no, how are we gonna like? What 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 do they want to meet about? Is it gonna be bad? Oh no, you know. Like this is this is my life, you guys. When somebody says I need to meet with you, it's not good. Okay, they don't want to meet with me because they're like, the Lord told me to give you $3,000 and I just wanted to meet with you to give it to you. Like, no, it's usually something bad. Are you with me? Like, like this is like my life. So if, any, if God ever tells you to give me three grand, you know, just, just be nice about it. Like, tell me, like, I have a blessing for you. Can we meet? Like, that would be a whole different experience, right? I've never had that this time stuff. I'll just pay extra rent. We'll do that. 
Can I tell you that the real battle of your life is not against your circumstances? The real battle of your life is your mindset. This is going to mess you up because every person that comes and asks for prayer, can I tell you that every person that asks for prayer is asking about circumstances? Can you, can, God, can you just pray with me that God will provide money? Can you pray with me that God will provide healing? Can you pray with me that God will change my circumstances? Can I tell you what I really need to pray for you for? Is that God would change your mindset. Because if God changes your mindset, the circumstances change automatically. Did you know that? Like, it's amazing how the circumstances are so much smaller. That thing that used to be a mountain is now a molehill, and you just kind of walk over it like, okay, well, you know, it's like Paul had an issue with his eye. At least that's what a lot of theologians believe. But Paul had an issue with his eye, and Jesus didn't heal him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. What if God says his grace is sufficient for you, but the thing you've been praying for for the last 10 years has been the thing that God's grace is sufficient for? We're asking for prayer for things that maybe we don't need to ask for prayer for. Maybe we need to ask God, what is my mission? What have you called me to do? What have you asked of me? Why did you create me? God, where, where do I fit in your grand plan? And then all of a sudden, those other things don't matter anymore because he knows how he made you. So if you have an issue, if you have an issue with your eye, if you have an issue with something else, he knows that already. Either you're going to experience healing because you're on mission finally and not sitting on your bum. Are you with me? Or, or you're going to be fine just without it, without that healing. You didn't, you, don't, you didn't need it in the first place. Are you with me? There's so many people out there that have overcome the issue that you can't overcome. Oh, man, this is such a quiet thing today. The real battle is not our circumstances. The real battle is in our mind and what we seek. That word, seek. Did you, did you hear that word earlier? Seek the kingdom? Do you know that seek doesn't happen by accident? Have you ever, you ever accidentally Googled where you were going to go? I was like, I just, I just kind of opened my computer and it, it just Googled this place and I flew there. No, you had to seek the information on the hotel you were going to stay at. You had to seek getting a, a plane ticket. You had, to see, you had to actually go search for it and seek for it. Can I tell you that with God, you have to seek. There's a seeking that has to happen. If you want to have peace in your life, you have to seek peace. If you want breakthrough in your life, you need to seek breakthrough. There's a seeking that has to happen with you and God before you're going to experience the fullness that he has for you. There has to be a seeking. If the problem isn't with your circumstances. This problem is with your seeking. A lot of the times we're seeking to, for someone to feel bad for us. So we, we act like a victim. And all of a sudden, everything goes through that lens of being a victim. You get a new job. And then you go, you prayed for that new job. You asked God for that new job. And then when you get there, you ask for prayer because you're like, I really hate my boss. And I really, this job, I actually have to like wake up and go to it. And that's just really painful. And I need you to pray for me because I just have, I just need someone to, no, you, you need to stop being a victim. You need to stop crying about it. Can it I don't know if this is okay. Like, like I, I feel like, I feel like, like, I'm like, oh man, well, we had a church, you know. <laughs> when you're seeking sympathy all the time from God or from others, your circumstances will result the same with sympathy and victimhood. But if we're seeking, and if we're seeking downtime, all we're going to receive is, is entertainment and death. You'll die. Your spirit will die. 
You know, the Bible says a man without vision will perish. It doesn't mean that you're going to die physically. It means that you die in your heart. You die in your spirit. You ever meet a guy who hit all his best days are behind him? Oh, when I was in high school, I used to be 8% body fat, and I threw that one touchdown all the way, and everyone remembers it to this day. While they're sitting on the couch, yelling at the Packers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or Raiders or Cowboys or I think those are football teams. I'm not sure. But But our glory days are not behind us. They're not. Your best days are right now and ahead of you. They're right now and ahead of you. The best, the best time for your family isn't back when everybody was doing good and everything was okay and the economy was better and, and I had a better relationship with my wife and all these things. Your best days are right now and ahead of you because you change your mindset to see it differently. Hey, God created me to be full of joy. All of a sudden you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you're not mad at God about it that you woke up. at. You're just fired up out of your mind because He's filled you with so much. I can't wait to come and share it with the people. Can't contain it anymore. Come on. When we seek the heart of God for our lives, we find ourselves on mission. We find that our circumstances around us have to bow to the mission that God set before us. It has to bow. Oh, God told me I'm doing this, so that if this doesn't line up with that, then you're the problem. Not like I'm going after this. This this thing can't tell me I can't do that. Are you with me? This job can't tell me that I can't serve God. This, this ailment can't tell me that I can't, I can't bring the gospel to somebody. Are you with me? Like, this, these things can't stop you anymore. Are you with me? No more excuses. For me, it's people's opinions. You know what? They're going to share their opinions. They're going to say bad stuff about me and about other people. And I don't care. I don't care. Because the battle's not against them. I have a mission. And everything's going to try to get you off your mission. Everything will. Proverbs 23, verse 7, just the first part of it. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he, in the New King James Version. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Mindset. If I can have a mission mindset. See, when I walked out of the door in the Philippines, I walked out knowing I'm going to lead someone to Christ today, and I'm going to see people changed. It's not a question of if. It's, it's not even a question of how. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Like, like we went out during the day, and we didn't know sometimes where we were going to go. We get a call, hey, can you come to this prison? There's a couple prisoners in there, and they, they want you to preach and come and preach to them. Can you go to this jail over here and, and do these things? And it was like we, we'd have a plan for the day, and that plan would get completely derailed. And it was like this is not, no longer what you're doing. This is what you're doing instead. See, this is what we should, should be living. But a lot of times, unless it's my way and how I planned it to be, it's not going to be. And then, therefore, you end up living your life without actually living. Are you with me? Now, I I apologize. Like, I know this might sound so foreign, and I hope that you go on the next missions trip so that you can know what I'm talking about. Because then when we come back together, we can be like, see? See? You know, as as they're complaining about not getting their hair done in the last month and a half, see? Right? As they're they're complaining about, like, you know, like, I've, I've complained about my weight for, like, ever which I've lost 27 pounds, by the way, so praise God for that. It's been awesome so far in the last six weeks or whatever it's been. 
But in it, I've, I've always been like, oh, my gosh. And you know what I realized? That problem is so asinine. My weight problem is because I have too much. Isn't that crazy? Like these, these people that I'm, I'm, I'm out serving and feeding and helping, like they're just looking for an actual meal instead of the scraps that they usually eat. And here I am, I'm, I'm complaining about my weight and, and how it messes with my, my self-image and all these things, but my weight, the only problem with my weight is what I put in my mouth. Like where's my mindset at? Do I have a missions mindset? I don't, do I? I, I have a gluttonous mindset. Like, oh, this tastes good or this makes me feel good when I'm stressed out, so I'm going to eat this, I'm going to do this stuff. It's not any different than anybody else's stuff. You drink because it, it makes you chill out. You, you do drugs because it takes you to a different place, right? We, we, we go into pornography because it takes our mind to a different place. Like all these sins, all these things are so that we can feel better. You know why we do that? Because we're not on mission. Like if I'm on mission, I'm not thinking about those things. I'm not stressed the same way. Are you with me? Because I don't have time for that kind of stress, self-image stress. Who cares what somebody thinks of me? Are you with me? God called me to go and be a conqueror. And he said that I'm more than a conqueror. It's the same for each of you and each of us. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Yet we can't conquer these addictions. Why? Because we're not on mission. David is like a great example of that. When he wasn't on mission, he was, he was sitting back at home and he looked over the wall and saw Bathsheba. She looks pretty good. You know why she looks pretty good? Because he was supposed to be at war with the other men. But he wasn't. He was sitting back there twiddling his thumbs, wondering, what should I do with my life? The, the, I've already got binged all that Netflix right there, so I don't know if, what's the next show. Oh, there's Bathsheba. Like, this is why we do these things. If you're on mission, you don't have time for these things. Are you with me? Is anybody with me today? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, back on. I'm, I'm not muted. There we go. Now, here's the thing. I can preach as loud and as crazy as I want. Please turn it down. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. I am going to see this church through. No matter what. If I have to go get a second job so I can keep doing it, I will. If the tides keep going down, I'll keep going. I don't care. But God said that this, this is the valley and he's put me in charge of making sure that people know him here. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. Now I pray, I pray you come with me. Some of you won't, but I pray you will. I pray you'll have enough guts to say, hey, you know what? I'm scared out of my mind to go and minister to somebody I don't know, but I'm willing to do it because I know that's what God's called me to do. Called each of us to do. Introverted, extroverted, doesn't matter. How, however you grew up, doesn't matter. None of those things matter. What matters is what he said. He said, I have given you all authority. I've been given all authority for you to go and make disciples. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're focused on right now. Nothing else. Disciples. I'm not here to make anybody happy. Hey, you don't like that song. You don't like this song. That doesn't matter to me anymore. Like you're either here to serve the Lord or you're not. And I don't, it doesn't matter. Are you with me? And so I'm praying. I'm praying I find an army of crazy people who say, hey, God, here I am. Send me no matter what the agenda is, no matter what God wants to do that day. Because listen, I don't have an agenda. There is no agenda here. I have none. I've never had an agenda. I left a six-figure income so I could not have an agenda. So I could say, God, whatever you want to do with my life, here I am, send me. If that's not enough of a, of, a, of a testimony, I don't know what could be. 
But for each of us, it's asking, God, where do you have me? What do you want me to do? What's my part in this? And let's do it together. I, I'm not yelling at you. Please, don't, don't hear me the wrong way. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not pointing my finger at you. But if you're feeling conviction, it's not because I'm making you feel convicted. It's because the Holy Spirit's making you feel convicted. You're realizing that you're no different than David when you seek after all those other things to make you happy and feel good for a moment. And God said, what did God call David? Do you remember? A man after his own heart. So that means that if you're screwed up and you're broken and you're seeking all these other things to, to make your life at least pleasurable before you die, then you're no different than David. So you can be a man or woman after God's own heart. That's what that tells me when I screw up, when I fall short. And when everybody points at you and says, hey, you think you're a Christian, but look how messed up you are. You're in a good boat, man. We're all the same way. If you look at all the disciples, they're all jacked up dudes. There's nothing special about the disciples. He chose them because he, he, I, I think, and this is my opinion, I think he chose them to prove how good he is. If I can get the whole world to know me through these doofuses, then anybody can believe. I mean, if he'd have chose all the smartest theologians and all the smartest people at that time, if he'd, he'd have gone through the Sadducees and the Pharisees and said, hey, give me your best 12 because I'm going to get the message out to the world and I want your best. No, he didn't do that. He went and found all the rejects, the people that are out fishing, messing it up, gambling, doing stupid things. These were the, these were the disciples. And he's called each of us a disciple. And he says, I'm praying for you that you will be united and on mission. That's what he's praying for us right now. We'll be united and on mission. And you know what? This could just be another Sunday where we forget the message by Tuesday or it could be the change of your life completely. That's what I'm praying for. I guarantee that these seats will not be empty if we are on mission. They won't be. They won't be. It won't matter how, how good or not good our worship is, how good or not good our programs are, how good or good or not good our seats are, how, how we're meeting outside or meeting in a building. None of it will matter because people will actually get to know God, hear His voice and be touched by Him. That's what I care about. Are you with me? That's what I care about. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.